Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right. Welcome, everyone, to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for your day. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you all being here. We're live here at WYSL, which means that you, the listener, can't call in. 866-552-1009. It's 866-552-1009. Or 585-346-3000. Your preference. Whichever one you want, happy to hear from you either way. We're live until 1 o'clock, not only on WYSL, but also on the Free Solution Facebook page, the Free Solution YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages. Leave your comments there, too, if you want to participate in the discussion. And shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark. Appreciate y'all being here, too. Love you guys listening. All right, now, <clears throat> got a few different topics today. A few things that I, I wanted to talk about with, with Tim last week, but we didn't get to it. We, we ended up doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, but there, there is a couple other things going on out there in COVID. I want to have at least one of those today, and then I got a couple. I mean, I feel like COVID, the government responses to that end up dominating a lot of our discussions because, well, that's uh, – it's a big thing on everyone's mind, but there are other things going on. There's there's a massive, massive spending bill going on uh, in Congress right now and some proposals that I, I think are worth looking into uh, because I think they're going to violate our civil liberties. I think they're going to violate the Fourth Amendment, and uh, there's a possibility that some of these may get through, not to mention the fact that our government is going to uh, well uh, raise the debt ceiling once again. Now they haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm almost certain. I would I would bet money on it. I don't think anyone would take me on that bet that they are going to raise the debt ceiling again. Guarantee they're going to do that. That I it's 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 like a weird formality that we have at this point. Like I I remember sitting uh, taking phone calls as an intern when I was interning on on Capitol Hill and uh, taking phone calls on raising the debt ceiling back in 2011. You know, that was a thing back then. And how many trillions, trillions have they spent since then? We've stopped Republicans, at least. Democrats never really cared. But we've stopped even pretending to care that this actually matters, that we should do anything to control the debt, uh, that there's a good reason to maybe not spend ourselves into oblivion. No, no, no one's... No one's caring anymore about that. Um, so we're going to raise that again. We're going to spend a bunch more money. There's going to be a big, massive spending bill because the government is going to be, you know, out of budget by uh, October 1st. We'll see if we get an actual spending bill through, if we get some sort of extension. It seems like we'll, we'll get another uh, continuing resolution extension. Uh, the progressives are trying to spend billions and billions more uh, in trying to get the, the House Democrats the moderates to go along with it. We'll see what happens. Um, and, and I'm going to read a comment from someone online. Will Phillips says, if they can put money into your account, they can also take money out of your account. They sure can, Will. I mean, they can't. I mean, they they do that all the time. Actually, that's how I end up paying my taxes sometimes. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe I, uh, you know, I'll just do the, the automatic 
give my account number, ACH transaction, you know, just I'll pay my taxes that way. But they could take stuff out anytime. And they, and they could always do that, too, if they got sufficient warrants to do so. But I'm glad you brought up the money, or brought up the issue of accounts, because that's actually what I wanted to talk about this segment, is that there is a proposal. It's actually been floating around for a few months now, but there's a proposal started by the Treasury Department. Now it's in uh, discussions for uh, the upcoming bill where the IRS would be able to monitor all accounts over $600 that have more than $600 coming in or out of the account. Now, PolitiFact marks this claim as mostly false. And uh, I really hate when these fact-checking sites, because sometimes you got to check the fact-checkers too, because sometimes they're really good. They make good arguments. But just like everything else, you got to make sure they're consistent and actually applying the facts to their fact-checking, because they, they mark this as mostly false. And I'll share a link to that. Um, and they're mostly talking about like an InfoWars claim. But this is something that's actually, they marked it false because... Uh, they said, whoa, Biden hasn't actually done this yet. Well, yeah, it's, it's a proposal and a bill that seems like it might be getting through. So what the IRS wants to be able to do is that they want to make sure that you're not cheating on your taxes, you know, providing the government from stealing more of your money by being able to monitor everything that comes in and out of your bank account. So they say that they won't be monitoring the substance of the transactions. They won't be seeing who that money is going to or where that money is coming from, but they want to be able to see the amounts coming in and out of each bank account. Uh, so they would, in theory, be able to connect that account to your identity and then be able to tell, is this person getting paid a higher amount than they're claiming on their taxes, and should they be paying more in taxes? Should we be stealing more from you? That's what the government wants to do. So they said, we, we just need the, we just want uh, the bank accounts to to send us the information of everything coming in and out for every single American who has more than six hundred dollars. And really, this is this is just to get the the millionaires and billionaires. That, that it's really about them, guys. The, it's six hundred bucks. Listen, if you don't have 600 bucks coming in and out of your bank account like uh, a year, like I, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I've had less than that amount of money. Like ever since I, like, I've been 15 and I started working, I've had more than $600 go in and out of my bank account in a year. I'm cheating on my taxes. My goodness. It's such a like minuscule amount of money. It will sweep up every single, practically every single bank account. In the United States, every single working American, that's for sure, to try to make sure that uh, someone isn't cheating on their taxes. All we have to do is give up all of our civil liberties for that. Now, instead of the IRS saying, like, if they if they want to make an actual accusation that someone is cheating on their taxes, they can certainly build a criminal case and get a warrant and 
get that information, right? Like there, there are ways that the IRS can do that. Now we're, we're giving a sweeping new power to this. And it's not only going to extend to bank accounts, it's also going to extend to digital services as well, uh, services like PayPal and Venmo. Uh, they want to make sure – because a lot of people, that's how they get paid nowadays. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've worked with contractors before. You, you pay them via Venmo and that's they, – they take cash. Uh, some of those folks, you know, like, you know, are they doing it under a table? Are they reporting to IRS? I don't know. It's not my business. That's between them and their government. But the IRS wants to, to snoop on all those accounts and then gather that information, have that reported to them so they can make sure that they can squeeze every last penny out of you, the hardworking American. And uh, Tim O'Connor says, it's how they'll make sure the rich don't cheat on their taxes. Tim, Tim, I know you know this. I know this. You know this. If you're rich enough, you have the right lawyers and accountants, you're still going to be able to find a way to get around those. We make the tax code so obscenely opaque that it's hard for the average American to understand all the loopholes that are available to them. But you know, we, we get these, these lobbyists and other folks. Instead of making the t- tax code as simple as possible, pay this simple amount, we make it so complicated that the very, very rich are able to get out of paying a big chunk of taxes. Unless they're, you know, they, they want to be all noble about it. And the rich still do pay a massive amount of taxes. They still do. But we make this tax code nice and complicated. So you and I, our, us average folks, we're not able to get out of that so easily. But if, if you have the right folks, you have the right uh, people doing their research, uh, getting the right deductions, doing, doing their thing, they can get out of a lot. They do a lot of there, – there's a, a term of art, and I'm, I'm not sure what that is, but it's not, it's not tax avoidance. It's um, like tax reduction or something. But, but basically, if you're, if you're rich enough, you, you figure out ways to get around this instead of having a clear, simple tax code that makes sense for a bunch of us. Uh, and then Will says, do you want everyone to start using crypto and not the U.S. dollar? This is how you get people to switch to other forms of money. Will, I, I kind of tend to agree. Uh <laughs> I think that this is going to drive more people into the crypto markets. However, there's stuff in this bill related to that too. The government is trying to get crypto uh, exchangers like like Coinbase and, and, and others to report more of that information to the IRS to make sure that if you are profiting off of um, buying and selling cryptocurrencies that you are paying – the tax man, it, it basically you pay the same thing uh, as I understand it uh, as uh, you're supposed to do this now, but they, they're trying to gather more information to, to make sure everyone's paying their, quote, fair share, right? They're trying to snoop on the crypto stuff, too, which is going to destroy a lot of opportunities for people to expand into these markets or drive people in the black markets. All right, we'll get to a few other questions uh, that we're getting online. Thanks, folks, for listening today. If you want to call in, give us a call at 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. We'll be back in a few minutes on A Free Solution. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe 
safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here again, live on WYSL. So leave your comments online or give us a call 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. A couple more comments. Uh, Tim O'Connor says, uh, if you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, that's... uh, that's what they say about all the Fourth Amendment violations, Tim. Oh, if you have nothing to hide, then why are you worried? Why not let the government snoop on your bank accounts? Well, you know, I'll tell you, Tim, I, I don't necessarily want the, the government in all my business. I know you agree with that, Tim. I, 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 you, you are being sarcastic for, those, for folks who don't know Tim's our, our Friday co-host. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want the government seeing what's coming in and out of my bank account all the time. I don't want to give them that power. It's also not for nothing, you know, a huge uh, new burden on, on small community banks as well. They're going to have to report all that information on demand constantly and send all that information to the IRS. Snoop, uh, snooping up all that data can have massive consequences. I it, It'll be a way to crack down on vulnerable people too. You know, they're, this is, this is going to be a way for the IRS to also expand, uh, you know, enforcement on things like the war on drug, uh, war on drugs, sex workers, uh, people just working under a table. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a new excuse to crack down and harass people. And the IRS, it, they they're trying to expand their policing footprint right now. They say that they don't they don't have enough to go after the big tax avoiders. I don't know. They seem to bug me quite enough they find some small little thing and put my my taxes into a loop for months at a time it drives me nuts done it a couple times now seem to have the resources to bug me maybe they could uh go go do that with with someone else i don't know or just go away either one you know like honestly like i just just small tangent on this we we could we could just do our taxes like literally on on a postcard like it doesn't need to be that complicated other countries do this. There have been proposals to do this. You know, the the reason why we don't do this, the reason why we have a, a complicated tax code in the first place is because lobbyists, basically, it's it's folks like 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 into it. It's TurboTax and H and R Block and them. They they encourage uh, the tax code to be more complicated, and also you know other wealthy lob- uh, lobbyists for. Uh, for usually wealthy people who uh, want to find carve out some loopholes for their special niche cause, so they can pay less in taxes. And I get wanting to pay less in taxes. I, I don't want the government stealing from me either. But we've made the the tax code more complicated than it needs to be. The IRS knows how much I owe in taxes. I, I already through you know my my they they send me my uh, or my employer has my my W two and whatnot. The IRS has that information already. They could just say, okay, yeah, you made, uh, you know, whatever, this amount of money, however many $10,000 a year. You know, I, I'm, I'm making a bit more than that. You made $10,000 a year. Okay, you have to pay 10 bucks in taxes, whatever. 
it's not that much. But they know what that is. They already know what that number is. And then I've got to go do all my stuff, figure out if it's right, spend time doing that, or pay a service like, like TurboTax or H&R Block to do all that stuff or an accountant to do all that stuff, and then send to them, and then they tell me if it's wrong. They already have that information, guys. They don't need to do that. They can make enforcement nice and simple. Just simplify taxes. Just have it be simple income brackets. Even if they had progressive taxation, you could still do that with simple income brackets. That's all it needs to be. We don't need to make it more complicated than that. And yet, here we are. We could massively reduce the size of, uh, of the IRS and just say, okay, everyone has to pay 10% in taxes. Unless you make over a million dollars a year, then you have to pay 10% in taxes plus 10, uh, 15% of everything over a million dollars, right? That's how progressive taxation works. You can do that. It's not that complicated. And yet, here we are, spending a massive amount of money to make things more complicated so that the IRS can justify working hard and harassing us to collect more money. Doesn't make any sense to me. Amy <laughs> uh, Dayton says, only the super greedy rich have more than $600 in the bank account. Yes, only us elites, <laughs> only us elites are, are having more than $600. Not even just $600 in the bank account any one time, but $600 going in and out. All right, sounds like we have a caller on the line, though. Bob from Rochester. Bob, what's on your mind? Hi. Hi. Um, the the uh, proposal you said about the postcard that that uh, was already proposed by the uh, the fellow that uh, has that the magazine. Um, oh, I can't think of his name now. He ran for president a few, a few years ago. He he he, pr- he proposed that. But the the problem is that um, the people that are trying to evade the taxes are the ones in charge, and so they don't want to hear anything about that. There's a. Uh, I would like to to say that to uh, eliminate the need for raising more taxes, the basic problem is that we're giving too much money away, and the government is being squeezed now. And so, uh, when they're squeezed to get more money to give away, they squeeze the middle class, and they want to eliminate the middle class. And so, uh, if if we didn't. Uh, Give uh, people coming in illegally uh, $1,300 uh, or $13,000, I can't remember which it is. If we didn't uh, give uh, anybody that wants to free school lunches all summer long, no matter what income they have, if we didn't uh, pay people um, to have children, uh, and if, as long as they're having uh, children and they're under 18 years of age, they don't have to work because that's they're producing. And, and, uh, hey, hey, Bob, let, let, let me ask you a question, uh, just because I, you know, I, I, I have my criticisms of, of the welfare state too, and, and giving away money to, to you know a lot of folks. But I mean, what what would be more effective? Cutting hundreds of billions of dollars in a military budget? You know, especially now that we've ended the war in Afghanistan, or uh, reducing a handful of billion dollars in welfare state spending, what would be more effective? Uh, we need to have a military that is strong because of strong because they won't attack you if you're if you're a bigger than a little guy. Doesn't attack a big guy. The state troopers 
used to have to be over six feet tall, and that was because um, before they took on a trooper, they looked at him and saw how big he was. So we, we don't have that anymore. Uh, now, the cut the waist, that, that I say, uh, that, that should be done too. Cut the welfare and cut the waste. If people uh, can't get welfare, guess what they do? They get a job, and so uh, that, that's my that's my system. Yeah, and right I'm, on. You know, I and, and Bob, I you know again, I share your well some of your criticisms of, of the welfare state. You know, I think we incentivize a lot of people to not work. I mean, there's there's a concept called the welfare cliff uh, that we could talk about too. There's uh, a lot of, especially with the unemployment stuff that happened in the last year, there's a lot of incentive for people to not go out and get a new job and they, they could literally make more money sitting at home. Uh, and in, I think that created so many perverse incentives. There's there's a lot of perverse incentives for people to, to not go to work because if they make over a certain amount of money in certain states, then they lose thousands in benefits, and they're not making thousands more at their job. So what's the incentive to do? It's to work fewer hours and to make sure you don't lose the benefits. And again, for your family, too. There's there's a reason for that. Like they're, they're trying to make the best economic decisions in some cases that the government gives them. If the government's going to give you a bunch of money and the choice is between working harder and making less money or working less and making more money, what are you going to do? The rational decision is to work less and make more money. And that's not that's not their fault. That's the government's fault. That's that's the government creating bad incentives for that type of behavior. Um, and I know we're, we're starting to run out of time, but 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 my in terms of spending, really, like the the military is spending a huge, huge, huge amount of money. It makes up a massive portion of our budget. Like that's that's where I'd start, especially now that we we wound down the war in Afghanistan. We don't need to have a budget that is many, many times what any other country in the world spends, many times what China spends, many times what Russia spends. Like we can maintain our defenses without the massive amount of waste that we have. Plus there's other stuff too. There's, there's wasteful spending. I know everyone likes infrastructure. I don't like infrastructure spending as much as other folks do. But yes, cut the uh, – Will says uh, – I'm going to read his comment too. He says cut the bureaucracy too. And he says, cut the bureaucracy, especially at the IRS. Make big accountants like Dwayne Whitmer get real jobs, not just working on taxes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't had Dwayne on in a while. I know Tim had him on a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, it. I think Dwayne will find other stuff to do. There's going to be other stuff to do in accounting just besides taxes. But you may have to expand that other part of your business if uh, we get our way, Dwayne. I think he'll be okay with it. I think he can live with that uh, compromise. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Uh, we have our longer mid-show break now, so we'll be back in a few minutes. But if you want to call in, go on during the break. 866-552-1009. That's 866-552-1009. We'll be back with more on A Free Solution in a few minutes.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're live here on WYSL until 1 o'clock, so give us a call. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Until 1 o'clock, or leave your comments online. Appreciate you all being here online, leaving great, thoughtful, awesome comments. Uh, and... Shout out down the line to our friends over at WACK out in Newark as well. Appreciate y'all being here too. And I'm just going to hit on on two other points uh, regarding spending stuff because I kind of went on on that tangent a bit. Uh, So so one, again, just as a reminder of like where and how we spend our money. Uh, So entitlement spending, welfare spending does take up a huge, huge amount. It's like like 60% of all. Uh, federal outlays, but that includes uh, like Social Security, Medicare, plus uh, you know food assistance programs and whatnot. And you know, I'd, I'd love to see the country fix uh, Social Security. Uh, that'd be great. I think it's a. I'll be blunt about it. I think it's a Ponzi scheme. I, I, I don't think that the, is structured for success. And the sooner that we can start reforming that, so people are able to hold on to their individual retirement savings, uh, the better. Because right now, I'm not expecting it to be solvent by the time that. Uh, I'm actually retiring. Same with uh, uh, Medicare and Medicaid. They're uh, they're quickly becoming insolvent. I know a lot of folks like this program. In fact, folks like Donald Trump uh, kind of ran on like preserving those programs, which is interesting. Um, and I've seen a lot of conservatives kind of get on that train. But uh, now it's a, not a system that is set up for long-term success in terms of uh, how – we are spending that money, so that's that's a huge amount of the budget. The, the other thing too is, uh, you know, Bob, our previous call, caller from the previous segment, you know, talked about how uh, like immigrants take up a huge amount of uh, the the welfare consumption. That that's not quite true. Uh, immigrants, and I know people always like to fight me on this, and I've done a whole show with the Liberty Show guys on this one, but uh, immigrants consume welfare benefits at much lower rates in much uh, lower dollar amounts to native-born Americans. And I will post a link on on the. Free Solution YouTube channel, Free Solution Facebook page, and the Kevin Wilson pages in the comments. Uh, if you want to dive deep into the information underlying where I'm getting that from. But, yeah, that's uh, it's not quite true. And then we have a comment from Brian who says, we spend more on military than something like the next seven combined. So, actually, I'll give you the countries. So, I think the the last defense – what do you call it? Uh, defense uh, Authorization Act. Oh, man, on them. I'm forgetting what it's called, but basically, we we decided to spend Congress, and we Congress decided to spend 
$778 billion on the military. Uh, that's $778 billion on defense spending overall. Now, there was a move to try to uh, reduce that back to, I think, like 2017 levels last year. So not, not even that big of a reduction. Uh, and that failed. They, they couldn't get much support for doing that other than, you know, kind of your, your typical fiscal hawk folks. But to give you an idea of what kind of scale that is, that is more money than all of these countries combined. China, India, Russia, the United Kingdom, Saudi Arabia, Germany, France, Japan, South Korea, Italy, and Australia. All those countries combined, $761 billion. So we spend 778 All those other countries combined, $761 billion. Like we are just spending so much more than anyone else on defense. Uh, and we haven't had a true reduction in that amount since the early to mid-90s, since the Cold War ended. I would hope to think that there are some responsible adults in Congress that see that we're winding down the war in Afghanistan. We're winding down some of our other commitments in the Middle East. Uh, and, I mean, we're still in other places like Africa and, and Syria and, and, and really still Iraq, too. But we're winding those down. My goodness, maybe, maybe we can reduce that just a teeny tiny little bit. Maybe just, just, maybe just double what China's spending. My goodness, we spend so much money on the military. It's in it. And again, I, I, I say this as coming from a military family too. Like, and I, I know that that is going to be a tough process, but we spend a crazy amount of money on this stuff. Uh, and then one more comment. Uh, Tim says, uh, CIA is infrastructure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Everything's infrastructure now, Tim. And he also said, Bills crushed Miami. So I'm wearing my Bills hat again. Yeah. Bills had a great game on Sunday, uh, against Miami. It was, a it was a good, good game to watch as a Bills fan. Uh, and then Brian, Brian Sutton says, uh, they'll just find another, another war. I assume you're talking about another reason to another excuse to, uh, to keep up military spending, but it's, it's too much. I, I, I think that there's, there's no way that that amount of spending is necessary to maintain our current level of defense capabilities. And there's just a stupid amount of waste in that spending too. Uh, and, it's hard to justify that when we're reducing our commitments abroad and also having issues with maintaining infrastructure domestically and people are being taxed into oblivion to pay for a million different things from the U.S. government. So we should reduce that. Now, I'm going to switch topics a little bit because uh, this is something I wanted to talk about last week. Uh, never end up getting to it. It's, it's the the new uh, the masking order uh, from Governor Hochul too, which again, I, I've talked about. I, I think there's a use case for masks. I, I will be nice if a business asked me to wear a mask in there. I'll be like, okay, whatever. I'm vaccinated. I don't really need to, but like, whatever. Um, and so again, I'm not, I'm not I'm not like a huge anti-masker, but the uh, the the new order that came out. Uh, through Governor Hochul to say that like every child age two and up needs to wear a mask doesn't really make sense to me. And I, I'm starting to see some cracks in 
kind of the diehard progressive side of this thing because they're seeing this and like, wait a minute, like the data no longer backs this up. We're not seeing a lot of kids get COVID still. It still it does happen. There's a good case for vaccination. There's a good case for staying home when you're sick. But it's not a huge number of cases for really young children and wearing masks. And people aren't acknowledging some of the downsides of well, people. I mean, far left progressives who want to shut down everything still. I think normal people aren't acknowledging the downsides of like, well, does it make sense for a two-year-old to, to have a face mask on all day, every day? Is there better ways to mitigate this that doesn't require that? And there are folks who are denying that there may be some drawbacks to this. Like a two-year-old who is still developing their social and emotional skills. They're still trying to look at people's faces, read their emotions, decide what the person they're talking to, what their intent is, what lang- what they're trying to communicate, because a lot of communication is nonverbal. You know, so if you can't see the lower half of someone's face, you only see their eyes, uh, that obscures a lot of the messages. Not to mention the fact that, you know, it does make it hard to hear in some cases, too. So, you know, I just think, you know, my... my my own child, who's, who's going to be you know that age in year and a half, hopefully this kind of nonsense isn't still going on. But it's you know you got to wonder if it's still going to happen. Would I want them to be going to a daycare where they're going to have to wear a mask all day every day when the way the data looks right now is that those young kids are not a significant source of spread. Now, you know, are should teachers and adults be wearing masks? Be vaccinated in the classroom? I, you know, I've talked about that a bunch, but I'm not going to get into it now. But yeah, should they? Maybe, maybe they should. Uh, but you know, that's a that's a different set of debates. I'm just talking about the kids right now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, maybe once you get to high school, where you're starting to see a, a few more cases develop, it makes more sense. I'd even be in favor of it if the, again, if this were a disease that impacted children really heavily. And there was a good case to be made that masks prevent spread for children that young. Then, okay, cool. But if you ever interacted with a two-year-old, they're always, you know, touching it. They're going to be fidgeting a lot of the time. They're going to be touching their face. It's not even going to be effective. They, they, I mean, some do, but a lot of them aren't going to keep it on the whole time. They're going to touch their face. They're going to, you know, sneeze. They're going to do... You know, small child stuff. I've worked in a child care center. That's what's, what they do. So I can't see how the governor can justify this stuff. And it, it gets back to, again, and, and maybe I'll hit on this in the next segment, too, with, with a different issue of why won't they look at the data that's available? You're losing the trust of people that you, you say you want to earn. You can't just keep shouting, well, I believe in science and we've got to do something. You've got to back that up with actual like information, actual evidence to justify something that does have a cost, that does have a developmental cost on young kids. I don't want to see that. I can You can make that case for adults a bit more effectively. Make it for kids and don't just assume that we're going to go along with whatever you say. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. When we come back, I'll, I'll read a couple more comments and then maybe we'll move on to a different issue. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. 
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. solution welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson your host for today still got one more segment left live here on wysl if you want to uh call in chat with us give us a call 866-552-1009 or leave your comment on free solution facebook page free solution youtube page or the kevin wilson channels wherever you're listening today thank you for being here including wack appreciate y'all too and uh, we'll get to a couple more comments, too. Uh, Dwayne Whitmer says, uh, yeah, abolish the IRS. Great, man. Dwayne, glad, glad you're on board. Figured, figured you would be. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, abolish the agency. Right on. Even if, even if it means you have to shift your work. Nice. Good, principled guy out there. Um, and then Tim O'Connor says, if we chain our children to love mass, they'll be fine. Or as Hochul says, they'll adjust. I mean, I mean, yeah, ch- children they they will ad- adapt, but again, there's there's a cost to that. There's a trade off as we assume risks for different things, uh, you know. And I, I as a parent, I have to make those decisions all the time too. Like I, I have to decide like what makes sense given the current data, you know. And I and I say this as someone who like recently had a, a huge scare in my child. My, if you guys have ever uh, like seen any of the news stories the last few weeks about hospitals being filled up with kids. Uh, a lot of those they they aren't from COVID, uh, they're they're from other things like croup and RSV. And, and my kid was one of them a couple of weeks ago. My my kid had to go to the hospital for uh, a, a short amount of time, and you know that 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 scare is going to change some of my behavior around people. Like don't yeah. By the way, PS, PSA on that. Like if you are in any way feeling sick, please don't go up and and touch babies. My goodness, uh, it's that's not necessarily how my kid got sick, but that's how a lot of kids get this like what my kid had rsv um so that that's a, a mild psa there but you know i i i can take that information to account and i can say okay yeah don't don't touch my kid please don't kiss my kid and touch his face or whatever because like he can get an illness that can really hurt him and you guys should do the same and respect the uh, autonomy and 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 uh the health of other people's kids around you you should you should not not just protect your own kids, but the health of the other folks around you. It's a serious thing, but I mean, regards to COVID, it's still pretty low risk for most kids. I'm not going to not take my kid, not take my family out anywhere, lock him in a bubble, or mask him all the time when he's two years old because of a relatively low risk thing. Every time we go out somewhere, every time we drive somewhere, 
There's a risk to that. Every time we go walking down the street, there's a risk to that. You can't completely shut down life around a low-risk event. And for now, for kids, it's relatively low risk. And soon there'll be good things. To, again, I'm pro-vaccine. Like if, if, especially if my kid can get vaccinated at two years old and, and that makes sense for us at the time. And are they still going to say, like, you need to wear a mask in daycare? No, that's insane. Who knows what will happen, though? Uh, sounds like we have someone on the line, though. Tim O'Connor. Tim, what's Kevin going on? Wilson, how are you, brother? Good. What's up, Tim? I'm just calling in to say hello and, and, and tell you how much, like, I enjoy your show. I have <laughs> one of my buddies I work with loves listening to your show, and I, I just think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought you might like that on a Monday. Mondays are rough anyway. Nothing ever goes right on a Monday. All Everybody out there knows that. But I want to know that I want you to know that a free solution is a free solution. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Free solutions on a free so solution. I, I also want to point out that, and, and I think this is probably pretty obvious, but I, I make a lot of comments on the online stuff. I, I'm mostly being sarcastic, right? I, I don't think that Kathy Holtzel knows the first thing about what's right and what's best for a daycare. I don't, I don't think she's making decisions based on science. Um, and honestly, she's actually kind of kicked up this notch of authoritarianism in New York State that, that I just – we've already chased millions of people out of the state under a loss of freedom. And it's not the weather because the weather can be beautiful. And some people even like the cold. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, just, I just want everyone to know I'm mostly joking around when I make those, those comments. Yeah, no, I, I, Tim. Sometimes I try to tell people, like, Tim's joking. He he's not being serious about this comment. I find it funny as heck. So you, you keep leaving your comments, Tim. All right, brother. And the CIA is infrastructure. It's socialist infrastructure, and that's a reality. So if we want to cut infrastructure, let's start there. I'm fine with that. That that's fine. That can be on the chopping block. Tim, you and I definitely agree on that. All right, man. Thank you for the show. It's much appreciated, and I will talk to you Friday, if not sooner. Yeah, talk to you then. Thanks for calling in, Tim. Appreciate it. Um, and we'll, we'll get to another comment now, too. Uh, Shelly, uh, listening on YouTube, says, uh, Hochul's going to be worse than Cuomo. All decisions are being made by one doctor from one agency. That's not science. Uh, you know, I, I have no idea, like, one doctor. But, you know, I, I, I don't understand why, like, Howard Zucker's still in, given all the, the screw-ups that happened under Cuomo. Like, why, why not get someone else in? He heads up the New York State Health Department. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't get that. Uh, it seems like we've had so much misinformation, miscommunication, and you know, uh, deception coming out of there that it would be best to have a clean slate and to try to get information out as quickly and clearly as possible. Uh, and yet, uh, here we still are. And this isn't just a, a hokul thing, too. I. I think that the we only got a couple minutes left, but I think the Biden administration made a big mistake when they made their big push for the boosters too, the the Pfizer vaccine boosters. They were like, "Yep, we're going to do it by September 20th," and you know, a lot of the scientists are like, "Ah, hold, hold on, like, wait a second here, like, you, you can't just like make a a political promise about a medical decision that's supposed to flow through this data driven process," and that's what they did. And again, it has nothing to do with. With, with uh, following the science, following the data. And so the interesting thing about that decision, too, is that like there, there was 
based on some information happening in Israel and studies happening in the U.S., there's some uh, evidence that suggests that in older immunocompromised people that the vaccine effectiveness wanes over time. So, okay, it might make sense to get a booster and then you test to see they are doing testing to see if that works uh, in in that target population. And it does. So, okay, is that that get your body to create more antibodies and provide more protection, right? But for younger folks, like, you're still preventing serious illness and death because you still have those memory cells that are able to respond fairly quickly and combat the disease after being sick for just a short amount of time. So there's no reason for that third booster. Why did he make that promise? Why would he go and say that he's going to have this politically driven uh, booster campaign? And th- and that's what makes it hard for a lot of people to trust because you're like, okay, are they making these decisions based on the data or are they making these decisions based on what their base population wants? Now, to be clear, if like I, I would have no more opposition if you wanted to go and get like a, a third booster shot. You want to go go get those, you know, I, I don't I don't care if someone is willing to sell them to you. Like, I don't think that the government should get in the way of that. But right now, it seems like if you've had the shot within the last year, there's not really any need for it. It's just about the government wanting to look like they're doing something, looking like they, they're taking action to satiate the need for uh, of their base to continue fighting the problem, even if the action that they're trying to get the government to take doesn't make sense. It doesn't help. And, and the more you start to see this pattern, the more you start to think about this is how politicians work, this is how politics works, the, the easier it is to see that this infiltrates everything that they do. And, and, and another comment, right, we've got like 30 seconds left. Brian says, simply put, it wasn't their decision to make in the first place. No, it wasn't Biden's decision to make in the first place. Mm-hmm. No, why are, they get, why are they getting involved? Why do they do this? Why are they breaking trust further by taking these actions? Like the amount of incompetence that comes out of the Biden administration, even on things where I sometimes agree with them, is infuriating. Like, my goodness, can we demand competent people to run our government? I think that's probably too much to ask. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. I'll be back on Wednesday. I think Larry Sharp's back in tomorrow. We have Tim on Thursday and then Tim and I on Friday. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.